And good evening. You are listening to Athena Star Show on bbsradio.com. I am Athena Star, and we're pleased to be with you once again tonight. It's April 14, 2008, and we've had a powerful month. Last week was incredibly powerful energy with all the star configurations taking place, and we're definitely on a roll in a gateway of new energies coming in and everything shifting to uh, bring in more light on the planet. And we have a special guest tonight um, who helps to bring more light on the planet and actually light on the law and the legal system. And he's an attorney, 20 years, and um, Dwayne Light is his name. We'll have him on in a few moments. And uh, he's very interesting and has a lot of uh, global uh, perspectives as well on the, about law and the legal system as well. And um, we want to first do our invocation, as we always do, with each and every one of you who are gathered with us. Wherever you are um, on the planet at this time, we invite you to just link in with us now and go into a, a meditative state of being right now, breathing in, holding seven to nine to ten counts, and then um, breathing in, holding, and releasing through the, through the in-breath and out-breath, and just allowing that synchronicity of the breath to focus on the breath and the heart center of being so that you come into just an attunement with radiance of um, our beautiful celestial beings and galactic hosts that come to be with us and when we're doing this show and other times. We're just calling them all in now through the universal light, all the legions and masters and angels, to link in with each and every one now through their entire being, through their life stream, every level and dimension. As we breathe in and let this radiance of this beautiful beam of light, the 12 concentric rays of light flow through us down into the center of the earth, linking with the almost full moon that's coming in this week and all the beautiful star systems that are out there uh, helping our planet to evolve to her new level of being. And just feel that radiance now flow through you very powerfully to come into the oneness of all that is. Like a shower of golden light flowing through here. Um, golden showers, April golden showers. How's that? Golden light is—it's all-encompassing. It is um, the creative energy. It's abundant. It flows through. It's peace. And in that oneness, in that silence, we can begin to create to know all that is and to allow our whole being cellularly, cellularly, our nervous system, blood system, structural system, muscular system to just come into the oneness, peace, peace of knowing that we are the creators. We create our reality and for this planet. And 
so in oneness tonight with all that are gathered with us listening right now and who will listen to the archives later. We are linking in to see our planet, beloved Earth, enveloped in a golden velvet blanket of light, saturating all consciousness, all of humanity, in this golden elixir, the golden flame, so that they move into more easily the new frequencies, the new energies that are coming in to bring them into the all-seeing eye of God, knowing that all things are possible, that we can move beyond the obstacles, the doubts, the denials, the fears, the darkness. We can move beyond and beyond it to the knowing that With God, all things are possible. Whatever your perception of God is, divine, creator, great central sun, the all-omnipotent self, that whatever you're going through at this time in your life, know that all things are possible and you can rise above move into an energy uh, frequency of all is possible and all is for the highest good. When we affirm everything we do, say all actions are for the highest good of all, what happens is everything moves to a whole other level and what we had envisioned or even surmise to be created becomes even vaster, even greater. Beyond the wildest dreams, you know, that term, beyond the wildest dreams, that's what it means. It's like beyond mental body, emotional body, and that's what we're talking about. So in that creation, in that manifestation tonight, it's not about just creating things, but it's creating the highest and greatest good for ourselves, in our life, on our path, and for the entirety of humanity. Let us just breathe in now seven concentric circles of light, golden spiraling light at the heart center, feeling all the masters, all the angels that are coming in with us, that are here already, already here with us. Beloved St. Germain, Arcturus, Sanat Kumara, Kuthumi, Kuan Yin, Mother Mary, the Himalayan masters, the Indian Elder Councils, the Intertribal Councils of Light, the Intergalactic Federation of Light, the Arcturians, Lemurians, the, um, they're all linking in with us now, the Mayans, the Hopis, and the Syrians, Pleiadians, all the angelic hosts linking in with each and every one. We have a great, great fear now that we're working in tonight it's helping not only our lives but the entirety of the planet we're so grateful that you're here with us listening to Athena Star and this is bbsradio.com and without further ado I'd like to introduce our special guest tonight Mr. Dwayne uh, Light who is an attorney for over 20 years Dwayne are you there? Yes I am Wonderful. 
How are you tonight? I'm doing really well. It's nice to be back on your show, too. Yes, it's great to have you here. You're in Ashland? Yep. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And, again, uh, everyone listening, I think, does know, but we're going to just remind you, if you did want to call in tonight with any questions for Dwayne as we uh, have this great discussion tonight, or myself, Athena Starr, give us a call. Again, you know the work that we do is uh, channeling and messages for loved ones and those from the other side and the angels. And for Dwayne, um, his website is lightonthelaw.com. The number to call in is 877-876-5227. That's 877-876-5227. So, Dwayne, yeah. tell us, what, what have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really interesting. I still seem to be on this intentional community focus. Uh, more and mm. more of them are coming to me. And last week I was able to do an interview on the uh, Living Green Show mm-hmm. and with a little bit more focus on eco-communities. So I just, I just love that. You know, so, much, so many of us are looking for our brothers and sisters of the light and looking for ways to be together and have fun yeah. together and live together and create, create the new reality that we all want to live in. And I've just been pulled more and more into that that work and consulting with people and helping them to form the structure that really works. So that's one thing. And then another new thing is I've taken my, you know, for many years I've worked with dozens of nonprofits and for-profits and also many intentional communities now in helping them to really ground their higher visions on the earth here, you know, with their their business structure or their agreements or whatever else is needed. So I've created a new website that focuses on this consulting work. It's called success at the speed of light dot net. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> yeah, so I just I love it. You know, I love working with visionaries and as we know sometimes visionaries well, that's what they do. They hold that bigger picture and that vision, and they're not necessarily good at or should be, you know, doing all the nitty-gritty nuts and bolts, details, right. and legal and financial and business and all that. So they need to gather yeah. people around them who know how to how to hold that side. So that's that's what I do. I help people put a team together and add in my little part and just help to make these visions real, so we can live them. Mm. Yes, this, the non-profits and everything, that's something I'm going to be getting more formulation into soon, too, so I will definitely look forward to talking to you more about that. But the sustainable community, yes. So are you in, give us an example of one that's, that's quite progressed that you're working with. You don't have to give us a name, but just like what the ideas are, where, where it is or what they're doing. Now, some people listening don't know what a sustainable community is. They don't. They have, They don't understand that concept. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there's uh, some new ones that I've been uh, working with that are very interesting. I have uh, a client actually who's starting one in northern Italy. It's going to be uh, 
educational. It's going to be kind of a center for classes, uh, mm. you know, a kind of alternative organic mm. food cafe, and his uh, spiritual teachings. He's oh, wonderful. A, a teacher here in the U.S., and he's just felt drawn to his... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and it's easier in Europe, isn't it, doing this? What's that? It's easier to cr- create a holistic center in Europe these days, isn't it? Uh, it depends on where you are, but I think in general the laws are easier mm-hmm. for buying land and, and living together. In, in many states of the U.S., it's just so restrictive. Uh, what some people do is they go out in, into a state, maybe in the Midwest, Iowa or something, and, where there, and go to a rural county where there aren't a lot of rules restricting the way people want to live together, and then they... Uh, Put their community together there, where it's where it's very uh, legal to happen. I, I have uh, one client here in Southern Oregon who re- really ran into some local zoning problems and uh, problems with the local county board, which is very, very, very common. So this is one piece of advice. If you actually, the best piece of advice is anybody thinking about community should get this book by my colleague Diana Christian. She was editor of Communities Magazine for 14 years and travels and teaches about community and consults communities. She has a book called Creating a Life Together, and I highly recommend that. She, she did a survey. Of, by her estimation, only 10% of intended communities are successful. Wow. And the rest, this includes spiritual communities, the rest fall apart um, often in conflict and sometimes even lawsuits. And she's come up with what really works, the kind of understandings, uh, meetings, agreements you have, you need to have early on to, to see mm. the, the structure and relationships worked out and make sure everyone is on the same page and everything right, is there. Right, right. So the book is forward. Creating a Life Together? Creating a Life Together, right. Hmm. Yeah, so I recommend that. We're colleagues. She recommends me to work with communities, and I recommend her. We, uh, we're definitely a, a, a good team. But, uh, yeah, check that check that book out. But the, the main thing is that what, what I see in early community formation is often a lack of discernment. Um, we like to think that everybody can just live together. Mm-hmm. and do what they want. And yet, if you want a cohesive uh, community, you really need to have people of like mind. So mm-hmm. you need to get together and have those early vision meetings and feel okay with inflow and outflow. That mm-hmm. at several points in the state, in the process, people are going to say, some people are going to say, wow, this isn't my community, and they're going to leave, and that's entirely appropriate. They need to go find their tribe. You know, for example, one community might want a lot of silence and peacefulness and be very meditative. And communities like that just won't want dogs. You know, you have safety issues and poop and the barking and all of that. And so if you have somebody and a lot of great communitarians love dogs, so they should just be in a community that has dogs. You know, simple mm-hmm. things like that. Or some people might want a more internally focused you know, gardening, 
uh, maybe meditative community, and others want a really open, social, educational community with a lot of people from the outside visiting. So again, those two different types of people should probably be in different communities. So a lot of it early on is just sorting out what what the most people in that group want to have and then how they can create it and allowing others to leave gracefully and easily. Mm. It's much better than two years later when everybody has oh, yeah. the time and money and that's where the right. problem is. Right, and at the beginning, like the onset, yeah, the perception say, well, is, oh, we, we're all in alignment, let's go forth. But the discernment can come even as soon as within a month they can figure it out. But sometimes you don't know till you start working closely with them, right? That's right, that's right. And also she talks about having membership criteria where you do have a process where people come in slowly and they participate on a part-time basis or volunteer and you get to know them. And you don't really give them voting rights or power or heavy involvement until at least several months down the road. Mm. Again, so you can get to know them. Mm-hmm. So anyway... That's been a, a lot of my recent work, uh, working mm. with some uh, newer communities come up, coming up. And I, I've been part of two spiritual communities. And uh, I'm a member right now of a non-residential community here in Ashland. And this is where we don't all live together, but we're all in the same little town. And we have very similar values and beliefs. And if things do get a little shaky economically or politically or whatever, environmentally, uh, we're there to support each other. Hmm. That's great. So important. Yeah. There's more and more uh, support like that in different places. I'm just thinking of Maui. Maui, the people on Maui are like that. They're very eco-consciousness aware in the environment and when... There's a lot, you wouldn't think it in paradise, but there's a lot that goes on that interferes with the purity over there. So uh, they have a community, they network, and everybody knows, and they all come forth and, you know, protest things and whatever. Uh So that's really, really important. Um, You know, you're probably familiar with Nevada City, the, the Ananda Sustained Community, which is a huge village. It's a huge yes. community. Yes, yes, I've been out there several times. I thought you might have. So is that like a template for a sustainable community that you would suggest? Uh, it depends. That was really a spiritual community headed by one person, you know, the uh, spiritual teacher. And then he actually ended up having some legal problems. And as I remember, he moved to Italy. And <laughs> <laughs> the, the community can Oh. And I haven't, I haven't checked in for several years, but the community continued, and I assume it's kind of being run by some of the elders, I would I would guess, because mm-hmm. it was more of a top-down, mm-hmm. spiritually-oriented community. So that's one way to do it. If you have a strong leader and everybody's going to follow mm-hmm. what they say no matter what, mm-hmm. but that's definitely not a democratic shared co-creation type of Oh, I see. Or at least it wasn't back then. It may have uh, have changed. Right. Now, they have quite strict uh, doctrine that they follow. 
Uh, yeah, they have a shared spiritual path, and mm-hmm. they just mm-hmm. pretty much all agree to follow the, the mm-hmm. teachers. And, 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 you know, they've had a lot of outflow in the last uh, 10 or mm-hmm. 15 years of people who mm-hmm. have But it is beautiful. They, also, they have an education. They have The children are in school and everything, right, over there? I, I believe they do have a little school, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, of course, they have the uh, yoga teachings there kind of an offshoot branch of the uh, Yogananda Center. Yeah. Um, they, they Separated, yeah. Yeah, right. So there was some uh, things for years between the main province, uh, Yogananda people mm-hmm. in L.A. and this, this offshoot. And I, I think that finally came to some sort of peaceful resolution, mm-hmm. peaceful coexistence or something. <laughs> Yes, it did, but it was. Yeah. I heard the terrible things that they went through with the lawyers and everything. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. They Very sad. They a lot of, uh, I'll tell you, any community, even a spiritual community, you really want to have good legal advice as you're going along because the thing that happens is people invest their lives and often their money, you know, 5, 10, 20 years in these communities, and then when something happens, it falls apart or beliefs change or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. legal problems arise or whatever, um, you really want to be doing things correctly mm-hmm. and have fair ways for people to come into the community and to leave the community and to get their, mm-hmm. you know, the money that they put in, a way for them to get their money back out. It can really facilitate that outflow. But, yes, even, even uh, Ananda went through a lot of lawsuits. Many, many communities do. Um, Diana, when she talks about creating community, she advises these several things that people do, you know, create clear membership paths and mm. vision and mission documents and a fair decision-making process, all of these things. And if you don't, you create what she calls structural conflict. Mm-hmm. That means it's built in that you're going to have problems later. <laughs> if mm-hmm. you don't resolve these issues because mm-hmm. they're kind of underlying everything, mm-hmm. like the power issues, who makes decisions and how. And if you don't get everything really clear early on, it's just going to come out later in a, in a challenging way. So it's, this is about how to create community with ease and grace and all of our highest intentions and also grounding that in really clear understanding and communication and, you know, very heartfelt communication and uh, yes. meetings and, and having, you know, the really defining what the community is about and then allowing people to flow in and flow out who, uh, who resonate with that and having clear written agreements that people actually sign. Mm-hmm. That's really key. I think I mentioned before that on average people remember about 20% of a conversation like a week or two after. Mm. And two different people in the conversation will remember slightly different parts. Mm-hmm. You know, the parts that resonate with their, their personality or beliefs. So just as a practical matter, if you just do things verbally one, two, three months later, you just don't remember exactly what was said or agreed to. So just to hold integrity and make sure everybody's on the same page and 
everybody is clear about those important items. You just need to get them in writing and have everybody uh, sign off on it. Then, then you've created this sacred vessel yeah. of clarity and wonderful boundaries and, and really defining in a beautiful way what your community is about. And then, wow, it just facilitates everything. It facilitates great communication and growth and interaction and creativity and safety for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everything. It's like, yeah, the, the foundation of the foundation. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yes, the foundation of the foundation. That's cute. Uh, what was Diana's last name again? Christian. Oh, that's a beautiful name. Yeah. And her... Again, that book is creating the the life. I'm creating sorry. a life together. Mm-hmm. You can get it on Amazon. Okay. Very easily. Good. That's good for people to hear that. Um, as a basis, so this sounds fascinating. It sounds like you're mastering the uh, helping to create these beautiful centers and communities on the planet. It's wonderful. Um, so the one in northern Italy, and any others that you wanted to just, your, like your special projects that you have? Well, let's see. There's another one that's very interesting. Uh, <clears throat> this one involves a, a hot springs in northern California that I'm very familiar with. They were actually one of my first clients many years ago, and they've come back around, and there's going to be community formation there, so we're doing some of those early mm. visioning uh, processes. And where is the hot springs, or are you not allowed to say? Uh, I should hold off until it comes together a little bit more. Yes. Yeah. No, that's wonderful. Oh, I love... <laughs> I think everyone loves hot springs. They're, they're great. Yeah. Actually, near where I live, there's a mineral spring, so it's warm. Mineral springs, it's not the hot kind. And it's a lake. It's like a huge circular lake. Ancient, mm. ancient uh, Indian uh, temples were there. And so um, any springs are really a uh, very high vibrational place to have a center or a community. That, that's yes, yes, with the healing component. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I also get is that you're actually creating this great template, these templates. Yes. And so it'll make it easier for others who have had these visions, have maybe even blueprints, have an executive summary, have the vision. And this is part, this is their embodiment. This is their purpose, life purpose. But they haven't been able to bring it forth. It's like you are serving as a great. Um, ch- I'm just getting like this chalice <laughs> uh-huh. as I'm speaking, like a chalice. Like you're holding the chalice to help them to the to the doorway and these templates are going to come into play much and you, you at some point may get so busy that you'll have to just kind of like delegate okay this is this template this is that template and help delegate that with other people to help these to be orchestrated is what i'm getting yes as i'm speaking to you they're giving you that <laughs> they're bringing yeah. you that message um exciting very exciting yes i feel the same way Um, 
say, not Europe, but um, where else? Other countries. Are you working with any other countries? I was working with a, a potential community for New Zealand uh, mm-hmm. a while back. That one uh, didn't come together. It means later. It's mm-hmm. been set mm-hmm. aside for a while. Mm-hmm. And there's a possible one in uh, Panama that's still in uh, formation stages. Mm-hmm. And there's one being contemplated for uh, North Central Oregon that I will probably uh, mm-hmm. assist with. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <clears throat> actually two in Northern California. I'm working with a bit. So, uh, yeah, then Italy is the other one that's out of the country. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> yes. I've heard a lot of different visions that people have, and they just, of course, it's the funding, too. Bring the funding coming together, that's always a... <laughs> but... Do you recommend they create the foundation first and then the funding come? Yes, you really have to have a vision before mm-hmm. you you should really start dealing with uh, money or mm-hmm. practical things or, or asking people for money. Um, that's another nice thing about Diana's book is it gives examples of several communities and how they raise their money. Mm-hmm. And some of them are just quite miraculous, quite amazing. You know, to establish people who had a great idea or great vision and were able to, uh, sometimes, you know, you have a small group of people and uh, I, I actually coach people in this about how to how to raise money. I'm going to publish an mm-hmm. article online in a few days called uh, Raising Money Can Be Easy. And part of that is that we all have this, there's this concept of six degrees of separation that through six circles of people we could connect with anybody on earth. So the idea is that the core group of people, they will have their family and friends and people they're in connection with. And either in that next circle or the one outside of it, there's very likely somebody with a lot of money who might love what you're doing. So there are ways to uh, gather energy, uh, create Mm -hmm. interest, Mm -hmm. uh, share a vision that will attract people. And if the vision is, there's two things. The vision has to be good and you have to have the team of people and enough structure to show that you can pull it off. Mm -hmm. You really need good advisors to be able to do the the land part, the business or non-profit structuring, the, the community things like the agreements, the, the vision piece, the, um, and the emotional work and communication processes that will keep everything fluid and everybody communicating on a good level. So you need all of these components. And if you have that, maybe even a potential piece of land, uh, there are so many people around with billions of dollars, you would just be surprised. Yes. And a lot of them just... Uh, They're want... waiting for the right... Yes, yes, yes. I've had mm-hmm. several clients, actually, who are just 
people like us, just decent, <clears throat> progressive, new age, spiritual, and they come into an inheritance, and all of a sudden they have a million or two or three or four to play with, and they just want to do good things with it. So you have people with money actually looking for good places to put it, good projects, or the type of community they would like to support or live in. So anyway, that's with my uh, success at the speed of light. Uh, mm -hmm. That site, that's where I'm really focusing on helping people to ground their visions and get yeah. the funding that they need. Yes, because even the just having the executive summary or the articles of corporation, all of that, that is part of it. But the other part, the the, um, the vision, the structure, and the right people coming together, like. I've seen situations where they didn't have the right team leaders. But they weren't in alignment, right. or they didn't have. They weren't really. Their intention was not. They said they were, but they weren't really totally engaged in it. Oh. Com committed, right? Yeah. Would that be the word? Yes, committed. Very, so very, that has very to be. Yes. That's discernment. Because on the, uh, I've seen it where it appears that they are, but they really aren't. And so then, there's a challenge with the manifestation of it, and then it, the others get discouraged, so they, it just falls away. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having the right team is uh, really hugely foundational. There are many people, uh, donors and investors who will give money for almost everything, almost anything if you have the right team in place. Their feeling is that with the right people, you can create just about anything. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a really key, key piece. And another thing that I advise people early on, like if somebody comes to me and they have a nonprofit idea, I'll tell them, just get a get a team together and, and start doing it. You know, do it on a small scale. If you're teaching something uh, for a evening or a, a Saturday workshop or offer an event, wh whatever it is you want to do, just start doing it. And if it speaks to people, when people come to your events, people want to give money, then come back to me and we'll do the bureaucratic part. <laughs> And all of the, you know, like applying for nonprofit status, mm -hmm. because that's a huge bureaucratic task and quite expensive. Mm -hmm. um, I also, with nonprofits, help people to set up umbrella relationships where they work under an existing nonprofit, mm -hmm. and those can be set up pretty quickly and easily. So a, a small project can start and just again focus on what they're doing, raising some money. They could operate it under the other nonprofit for a year or two, and then when they're ready, when they're solid, they've got a good team together, they have some experience, then they can form their own uh, nonprofit. And it's the same for uh, businesses. Just start on a very small scale, see if it's going to work, and then you start putting more money into structure. The same with community. You want to start it at least get people together and go through these early processes of the, the mm -hmm. visioning work until you really have a solid vision and then 
you can start with some of the other pieces. Yeah, because it is a, a huge commitment. And some people, too, have gotten into those situations where they find out, oh, I've got, but I've got a full-time job, or I'm, I've also got five other projects I'm working on, so I'm doing what I can in this for the foundation, but you have to understand I can't be fully here committed because I've got these, so they're, they're distracted. That, yes. Why don't you address that? Because that's a big con- thing because initially, of course, the foundation may not have its <laughs> full financial whatever, but it, it needs the commitment to move everything forward. So what would you advise where, like, say the... One of the key parties are, or key players are um, distracted by five or ten other projects they're working on. What would you tell them? <laughs> well, when you, um, I, I'm all for very organic, natural growth of any project, you know, not to push the river. Mm-hmm. So you, you just look at the people you've got and the time and resources availability. And then you aim for what you're capable of doing. For example, there was a project uh, maybe four or five years ago I was involved in that wanted to put on a summer alternative school for kids that would be, you know, for high school and uh, college kids that would be, you know, health and nutrition and Mm -hmm. growing your own food and yoga and meditation and sacred music, all all of these uh, higher vibrational teachings. And they wanted to create this month-long program, and there were only, there was like one person who was available half-time, and the other's part-time. And in my first meeting, I I said, you know, we can't pull off a month-long program. Why don't we look who's here, ask what the commitments are, and see what we could do with what we have right here. Mm -hmm. And we revisioned the whole thing, and we decided, well, we could do a weekend thing and it will be an experimental piece kind of for ourselves and close friends. And then if that works and it feels right, we'll move up to a three-day thing or a five-day thing. And if it works and attracts more people and money, we'll continue to grow. So that that just worked beautifully. I, I kind of organized the first weekend, and it was great. Mm. And we all had a wonderful time, and, and we were ready to move on to the next phase, and <clears throat> the key person became very, very ill and was out of the project, and there was nobody else to pick it up, and that project just faded. So that's just very, very common, natural thing to happen. <laughs> you know, projects really revolve around people and who's there and uh, how mm-hmm. much they're able to do. So. Mm-hmm. What we did was very, very uh, wonderful, and that was all we were really able to do, that one piece. And yet everything we learned, the organizing principles, the friendships, the, mm-hmm. the teachings that each of us developed, I'm sure went out into the community in other ways. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Nothing is ever yeah. lost or uh, in vain. There's always a... Um, gems that are acquired along the way, for sure. Yes. Gemstones, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. How about world? E- anything you want to comment on about current world events? 
they're happening in in America. Anything? Well, <laughs> just pick one. Well, I'll I'll talk briefly about the uh, economic situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been watching it pretty closely. I have several friends who uh, you know are working with investments. Mm-hmm. And I've been reading a lot, talking to a lot of people, and it seems to be that right now we're heading into a deeper recession with the, mm-hmm. the mortgage crisis. It's going to be yeah. crashing, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars in the economy, and the credit debt in general, and the value of the dollar falling. So, um, what's kind of generally foreseen is that the stock market and the dollar will continue to fall to some point, you know, in the next year or two, they might bottom out. Um, but right now, um, for a couple reasons, I, I'm suggesting to some of my clients to buy some gold or silver. For a couple, for, for, well, one reason is that if the system does crash, then you have something that's real. You know, you can buy what's called junk silver dimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just have a stash of them somewhere, and then you have something to barter and trade with people if need be. And also, in times like this, the price of silver and gold and platinum, those sorts of things usually go up. So if people want to uh, just do some self-care uh, financially, that's, that's one direction that a lot of people are going into not not with all of their money, but with uh, enough so. to give them a little bit of uh, you know uh, just in case support. Mm-hmm. So that's all very interesting. I'm, I'm watching the uh, you know the the whole economy that's been created by the wealthy and powerful for themselves, and, and they really made some mistakes and gets. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's bringing some challenging times for a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. Well, the ones that did that, though, they they knew what they they just sold the mortgages to others. That they knew they wouldn't lose money. They they just kind of knew there'd be a downside to it. But well, yeah, they they thought <clears throat> they thought they would be okay as long as the uh, real estate prices kept going up. They were covered. You know, even if somebody. Um, went into foreclosure, the, the banks would just come back in and take the house and resell it if prices went up. But uh, so, so they they sold, you know, they gave mortgages to anybody, to people who really couldn't afford big mortgages, and they did these really tricky, mm-hmm. you know, uh, adjustable rate mortgages that a lot of people didn't even understand, and, and these people giving them knew that they would not be able to uh, continue with payments after a year or two. So I, I see that as a very, you know, some of the gray forces, dark forces, really do just try to get as much money as they can from us, and they really mm-hmm. don't care. And as mm-hmm. part of our our self-care and creating a new reality, we need to just be aware of that and bring what they're doing into the light and aim to bring all, all finances and all human activity into the light. Mm-hmm. And part of the old systems have to fail or be exposed in order for them to turn. So that that's one process that I see happening right now. Like 
on the Bill Maher show, which was on tonight. He's he's a political comedian. He's wonderful. Uh, actually, he was on yesterday too on HBO. Bill Maher. Bill yeah, Maher. Yeah, you ever watch great. him? Yeah, I have. He's great. Oh, I love him. So th- if you can watch it this week, it's on you know different times each day on HBO. Um, what he said about that was that he said um, if, w- if one individual gets into a, a mortgage situation where and the, they go into foreclosure and they lose everything, they're called a deadbeat. But if a corporation called Bear Stern uh, sets out and and does thousands of mortgages and they go into foreclosure or bankrupt, they're bailed out. They're yeah. not. They're they're like oh, exactly. saved or whatever. Oh, exactly. The the system right now is set up with no mm-hmm. accountability at the top, either politically or economically. Mm-hmm. So these people who created this, this catastrophe for people. You know, they're still getting their millions of dollars in bonuses and pay. Um, their employees are being hurt when the company's closed down and everybody whose mortgage has been lost is hurt. But yes, you're, you're absolutely right. And the mm-hmm. thing is, uh, <coughs> Bear Stearns and these other banks, Chase uh, and others, are being bailed out with our money, with taxpayer money. Uh. So, so they rip us off, you know. Mm-hmm. They tell us these uh, triple taxation. Really, yeah, fraudulent, not, not double, but I think it's tri- yeah fraudulent <laughs> mortgages, and then we yeah. get taxed, and then yeah. they get our tax money too. It's it's really uh, it's a very unhealthy system right now. Oh, that just reminds me. Tomorrow's April fifteenth, and I got an email this week. I, I didn't forward it to you. I should have, but uh, you may have seen it. And millions of people that were where this information went out to even other countries are tomorrow going to strike against the Federal Reserve and the IRS in a in a huge way uh, by wearing they're, they're telling everyone to wear white bands on their wrists a white band to not buy anything as much as possible don't buy anything don't buy gas don't buy anything and if possible take your money out of the bank uh, giving them a, a message that you know, we're not going to be enslaved or, or, you know, put up with, that we're aware. There's many people that are aware of the Federal Reserve and, you know, that whole structure that, the, you know, there's yeah. the whole umbrella structure that's yeah. uh, taken advantage of people uh, in the United States where they actually run the country. So anyway, tomorrow is strike on the Federal Reserve and IRS Day, April 15th. They've chosen that day, and I, I have a sense they're going to be more like that. So they're saying this is a way of quiet revolution, but powerful. And there's some other things going on. So we should, I hope that we'll hear about it in the news on CNN, but I, I kind of, well, they may not even touch on it. What do you think? Well, the, uh, the mainstream press, you know, it's owned by the corporations, and they don't really allow any dissenting voices or alternative uh, visions. I, yeah. information I, I i i agree with you it probably won't be carried but if you go to motherjones.com or alternate or uh, free speech tv is great for getting some real information so there are sources out there to get the truth more of the truth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well i'm sure there's going to be a lot taking place tomorrow did you see the email i was talking about 
Now, what was that email address? It's actually a video. Oh, um, no, I a, haven't received that. No. Okay, I will send it to you, but anyone that's... There's a video. If anyone that's listening would like the video, you can contact me at athenastar.com. That's through my website, or basically just direct. It's athenastar at comcast.net. I'd be happy to send you that email that contains in it. You just click on it. And it's a full video of, of what's taking place. With It's called Strike Against the Federal Reserve and the IRS. And other countries are taking part in it as well. It's like a, a huge movement to revolt against the, the agenda of, you know, the, the um, hierarchy that control the monies and everything. Uh, and that we're overtaxed, all of that. But... Um, there's specific things that people are doing tomorrow, and they chose April 15th, that, you know, that's the end of the tax season or whatever. Yeah, great. So um, I don't know how many it went out to, but I, I did receive it this week, so I'll, I will send that to you to, and when we're off the air tonight. Right. And anyone that would like that, a copy of that, I'd be happy to, you know, because it's, it's a lot of information in it, and it's not it's only just beginning. So people are very much more aware now the whole story um, behind everything. And they want to know how, what can we do. And so in a group movement, a lot can be done. But yeah. when we're complacent, we just go, oh, well, that's the way it is and nothing we can do. Then that's, you know, that's the um, obstacle. We need to realize there's a lot that can be done, but together in a momentum and by not buying anything tomorrow and just, um, what else is it they said? Yeah, just basically that, but some people are actually taking money out of the bank and just making a, you know, a clear sign that we know what's going on. And yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something for sure. I'm, I'm sure it will be in the news tomorrow. I'm sure something will take place because there's, there's protests all over going on. Uh, we need another huge Boston Tea Party. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> Maybe we can have it in the New York Harbor. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a light party. Yeah, in the New York Harbor. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things, well, that mortgage crisis, but um, it's just, it's everything's uh, fragile right now. It's like in the economy. We know that everything is just like a teeter-totter kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. So the light and prayers are, to me, holding everything up, really. Holding it in advance to move through this time period. Um, it, someone had said economically that between now and August, some, if, if anything's going to crash, it'll crash now. But we're you know, I know there's a lot of people holding the light and praying on keeping everything vibrationally um, stabilized so that we move through this time and not um, the whole stock. Well, what we're talking about is the stock market crashing, of course. Yes. All of that. What, what's your sense on that? Because it's come close to it, but well, I do feel we can keep it, um, it stabilized. It, yeah, it may go or, or not. I think the you know the super wealthy and powerful will do whatever they can to keep that propped up, including 
just printing money. I mean, the Fed, the Federal Reserve, and the government could just say, oh, here's another billion dollars that they created out of thin air. So they will try to prop all of that up as much as they can. But for for us real people down here, uh, we'll still likely go into deep recession. There will be a fewer jobs and kind of less cash flow in general. It will be a little bit more challenging for those of us who are self-employed maybe to get as many clients because there will just be less money mm-hmm. flowing out there. So it, it's really a time for people to tune up what they're doing uh, and look at how they can really create value for other people in these times. And that's how we support each other. That's that's the true basis of, of an economy is us serving each other and creating value for each other and exchanging whether we do it on trade with each other or exchanging money. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's the course. We just become even better at improving people's lives, doing some service that's valuable to them, and then letting people know about it, doing some good marketing. So that's what we can do on our local level. Yes, yes, that's very well put. I like the way you said that. Very important. Well, I think we've come to the end of our hour already. can't believe it. It's been so fun chatting <laughs> with you, <laughs> as always. And your website again is? Uh, there's two, mm-hmm. www.lightonthelaw.com. Mm-hmm. And my new one is www.successattthespeedoflight.net. Mm-hmm. <laughs> .net? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a great name. And you've been listening to Dwayne Light, uh, attorney at law. Universal attorney. He's a universal light attorney. <laughs> and you inc- and I, we didn't mention, but uh, you also incorporate other aspects of the legal system. And you um, represent people in many different arenas of the law, correct? Yes. You've had a lot of background, different um, arenas, I think you told me. Yes, and what I can do is I act as an attorney in California. That's where I'm licensed. But I can help people in pretty much any state as a business or nonprofit consultant or community consultant. Mm-hmm. And then if we need to tune something up or get local uh, legal advice, I can often get that Sometimes you're very low cost as needed. Wonderful. Yeah. It's been great having you on. I'm going to just wrap up here, and we definitely will see you again on our show. Thank you, Dwayne. Hey, thank you, Athena. Take care. Okay. Good night. Good night. And you've been listening to the Athena Star Show on bbsradio.com. It's been a pleasure having Dwayne on tonight. Dwayne Light from lightonthelaw.com. And um, we want to thank you for joining us. Have a powerful Freedom Day tomorrow, April 15th. And remember to hold that vision of freedom, justice, uh, liberty, and peace for America and the world and the return to full um, peace on earth and the balance and the restoration of the environment, the ecology, the educational system, and the economy, and all of the rest of it. We 
Thank you for joining us tonight. I am at athenastar.com. Cell phone is 808-258-1063. Please do email us and let us know um, your questions, comments, and um, your testimonials about our work and our show. And we do sessions, teleconferences, and I also speak to groups uh, around the United States and Europe if you're out there. Thanks for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure, and we will see you again next Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on Athena Star Radio on bbsradio.com. Thank you. Have a great night.